You've made a serious investment in protecting yourself and your family. You've purchased the gun, the ammunition, the training, and even secured a license to carry in your state. You know the Constitution and don't believe you should have to pay for a right that you already have, as written in the Second Amendment, but you are law-abiding. Now you are considering the legal defense options you should have if you ever have to use a firearm. Self-Defense Fund is a comprehensive litigation membership backing you on appeals, legal expenses, court costs, and more, up to $1 million per incident and unlimited attorney costs per member. Discover SelfDefenseFund.com for yourself. Any weapon, any state, any time. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com You know, you don't see any of the action happening. You don't see any of the things going on when we have 24-7 cell phones on us. We've got all kinds of ways to document things, but we're not seeing any of those things. These things are kind of carefully chosen to show the public, which I'm always going to ask more questions. Of course, hearts go out to any victims. Hearts go out to anybody involved in a situation, a random situation like this. And it's so um, unbelievably hard. At the same time, where's all the footage? Where is everything? In Uvalde, the big focus went to the cops. The cops not doing anything. And all of a sudden, they had teams, government teams in there on site for some unknown reason, ready to do all the action. And the local cops were the ones villainized. In this, they passed out this this body cam footage quickly and the cops are being hailed as heroes. Remember, there's no timestamp on the bottom of that body cam footage. Why not? Where's the timestamp? Where's the running timestamp so we can see? Very strange. But I bring this to your attention because obviously they didn't want the focus, I don't think, to be on the cops. They wanted the focus to be on the victims. In this case, now it's the cops did every single thing right. They walked right in, got the perpetrator. Perpetrator was just standing there, not hiding or anything. And they gunned the perpetrator down. Okay. That seems pretty simple and, and, and just textbook. But that's my question. It's strange. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. 
You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host from the Kate Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com. So glad to be with you. All right, I'll say it. I've got so many questions about Monday. I've got to ask some questions here. Um, And I could be wrong. I just want to throw some of the most obvious things out there and ask you, I guess, you, what you think about some of these things that that went down uh, in the shooting on Monday. I'm just perplexed. So let me share some things that jumped out at me, if I could do that with you. Uh, The Covenant House shooting, I'm just... um, I'm still kind of reeling from it because some things didn't add up or make sense. And I just wanted to share those things with you. Um, so this happens at 10 um, in the morning, uh, 11 minutes after 10 um, Eastern time. And Hale goes in and who had not yet been identified wearing a red hat. Usually transgenders don't like to wear red hats because red hats signify MAGA. But anyway. Um, So wearing a red hat, shoots her way into the school, um, the glass doors, um, and the alarm goes off. The alarm sounds in the school. You can see the alarm. And I have a question. Not one person went to go see what was happening. Not one adult. Because you don't automatically know that something is gunfire. Sometimes it can sound a little different or you hear the crashing of glass or what have you. But there was some time for he, him, her, what I... Anyway, to get into the building and nobody came out. Nobody came out to see what had happened. And I found that to be strange. And then I thought that it was weird that she, him, her was walking around the school and looking indoors and no one was coming out. There wasn't a soul in sight. I thought that was really, really strange. This was actually a a pretty fast event. Um, Within 10 minutes, the cops were on site. And I do have a lot of questions about the body cam footage because I thought the body cam footage was really strange. But this person obviously going in and out of doors and and not really able to kind of understand, like almost like looking like they're lost, don't really know where they are. And I thought this person went to this school previously. But I did, th- I did think it was strange that not one person was in view. The, the whole time we're seeing any footage of this shooter in the school. There's not one person on site. Now, the school is a two-decker school and they have 600 students. So I'm guessing maybe a couple hundred students are down in the classrooms below, I would imagine. Usually you have your little kids up, you know, downstairs and your bigger kids upstairs and this is a K through 6 school. So from 10:11 to 10:23, everyone moved upstairs to the second level. I'm not quite sure how they did that with several hundred students um, and so quietly, but it seems that every single staff member, every single administration member, every teacher, every student, somehow they said in the, in the articles, they were shepherded upstairs. How were they shepherded upstairs with Hale walking around, noticing everything? How did they all get upstairs? It was really, really strange. So within 10 minutes, they have one person outside to greet the officers that come. So this person tells the officers that everyone is upstairs. I'm not quite sure how she knew that, but, every, but maybe they had a plan before. Everyone is upstairs. 
but there's two kids missing. How did she know there were two kids missing? Doesn't even make sense. She's outside, okay? So they unlock the door and they go in and on the body cam footage, which was really, I found really to be strange, there's no timestamp. There's even a timestamp on the security footage uh, at the school, but no timestamp. Isn't there an Axiom timestamp that happens on the, on the body cams? I'm pretty sure there is a, a real time timestamp, a running timestamp that happens. But I didn't see that on the um, body cam footage for the officer coming in. So they're going in and she says they're on the second floor and they're going down the hallway and it looks like some shots might be going off, but nothing's really nicked or anything. And then all of a sudden the guy with the body cam is in the back and there seems to be officers already inside the room and the perpetrator is just basically there standing there, I guess waiting to be shot, not hiding behind anything, not hiding behind a couch, not doing anything, but right in front of these glass windows. And the glass windows don't shatter. The furniture isn't broken. The floor around the person is, I mean, there was a pretty healthy hail of gunfire, but yet everything stayed pretty much intact. Later on, they showed a picture of a hole through the window and a, and a piece of the glass on the, on the inside broken out. But usually it would all shatter, which is kind of strange because if you look at the, 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 the shooters coming into the school, the, all the glass pretty much shattered when shot at. But anyway, so they shoot the perpetrator, but the perpetrator wasn't even hiding. The shooter was, was the shooter just standing there waiting to be shot in an empty, in an empty room with glass behind them, I just didn't understand that. It, it almost looked to me like it was like a drill footage where you walk in and everything is kind of set, you know, exactly where you're going. And you look in some of the rooms as they were upstairs and not a soul to be found anywhere in the videos. I, thought, I found that to be really strange. So this all happened in, in 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, all the kids, hundreds of them were somehow shepherded upstairs without anyone noticing, without the shooter noticing, without a single soul in the hallway, no footage of that apparently to be seen. They're not showing any footage of the kids going upstairs. And then there's no footage of the kids coming out of the school. There's 600 children at this school. Not one single shot of the kids walking out. Just a string of 12 kids holding hands, going to a bus that's by some trees that looks like it's away from the school. But Where's all the kids? I remember in Columbine, you saw all the kids leaving the school, right? There was no kids in a, leaving the school like that. And so I wondered where all that footage was. I mean, obviously they've got the footage. They had cameras in the school. So I'm wondering why they didn't show, even with the faces, why didn't they show the kids moving from one floor to another? Maybe that would be helpful in the future for other schools to see how they did this giant feat of 10 minutes in 10 minutes absolutely without the shooter noticing, getting them upstairs. Also, they say that they don't know, even though they have cameras in the school, they don't know exactly the path the shooter took or the, where, you know, how, how the person was able to shoot three adults and three kids and not injure anybody. Usually with gunfire, you're injuring, I would imagine you're injuring some people, not just 
not you, you don't have dead and then alive. You've got people injured from stray bullets or whatnot. And especially because usually in these situations, they keep all the kids together, right? In a group. So how did that happen? How did you have that happen? I, it still is, is, a, is a real big mystery to me that I'm still trying to figure out. And, you know, condolences to uh, the, the people killed, of course. And, and I, I, it's just nothing about the footage makes sense. Um, they waited as the guy got into the room. There were cops ahead of him, but they waited for him with the body cam to shoot the perpetrator who wasn't hiding. That to me was really strange. If you've got officers uh, standing there in the room already or already approaching the room, why would they not shoot the perpetrator? Why wait for the guy with the body cam? That never made sense to me. So then, um, so they, all of this happens within 15 minutes. Parents were notified at 1030, start arriving to the school. That takes a second to do that. I mean, it takes a minute to do that. And they said that at 11 a.m., they began arriving at the University Medical Center. There was no coroner on site. Where was the coroner? There was a, an ambulance, a picture of an ambulance, but the ambulance was never used. The ambulance was sitting there. There was, no, there was not even a paramedic to be found. No paramedics, just nobody working on anybody. But they said that they went to the hospital at 11. Oddly enough, within 30 minutes, they were already printing all of this in the newspapers. I found that to be really strange, too. Don't you need some time to counsel with the families of the victims before you start having all these pictures ready to go and hitting the newspapers? It was really, really strange. A lot of this I found to be really, really strange. I'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. Kate Daly, your guest host from katedalyradio.com. is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco, Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. Yeah. 
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com. If Alex Jones runs for president in the Republican Party, he has a chance of winning. If you just tuned in, you may be noticing I'm wearing an Alex Jones for president 2024 shirt. I am not seriously planning to run for president. This is an idea the crew had. Have a triggering shirt, kind of next level. Alex Jones was right. There's Infowars.com on the back. Alex Jones for president 2024 on the front. It's a fundraiser shirt. It's made out of really nice fabric. It's high quality. And it is a exclusive shirt to Infowarsstore.com. And when the shirts are gone, they're gone. We're doing one run of Alex Jones for president 2024 shirts. And you will have a historic memento, be able to spread the word, meet a lot of like-minded people, and you will be able to keep us on the air. No way. No way. That's a bridge too far. That's no, it can't be. And I said on national television that he was going to win. At InfoWarsStore.com. Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. I'm just asking the obvious questions that stuck out to me immediately upon watching the body cam footage that they immediately released. And I mean, immediately released. Usually it takes a while to get that footage. And the footage of the perpetrator in the, in the school, usually it takes a while to get that as well. So I was kind of thinking that was a little strange and things just popped out at me that didn't make sense. So I'm reaching out to all of you to kind of see, you know, what, what makes sense about this? It's, it's, or what doesn't make sense about this, I should say. Uh, but I have to voice these things or I'll go nuts because <laughs> these things are very, very, to me, pretty obvious about the, the, the fact that none of this makes any common sense. So let me kind of go through this with you just a little bit. So the, the shooter walks into the school or after blowing out the, the doors, nobody comes to check or see what's happening. And then, of course, um, you have this perpetrator just kind of walking around the school, looking in the doors. Usually somebody with a vengeance wants, you know, they have a certain place they want to know or get to because they went to the school. Obviously, that's what we were told. And you would think they would know, but they're going in every single door, like looking in every single door. It was kind of strange. Nobody was in these doors. So I found that to be a little strange. And how did they get everybody upstairs in, in, in just what, eight or nine minutes, right? Before the cops got there because nobody was downstairs. And that was pretty obvious when the cops were downstairs. So, and the person outside said that they were told to go up um, stairs, that everybody was upstairs. That's really fast from the moment you hear or you you see, or I would hear in this in this case, the doors being shot out and then all of a sudden they're upstairs. So I did think that was really, really strange. Um, and the two kids missing thing was really strange too. So why didn't they just arrest the perpetrator? The perpetrator was in a room by themselves. Why didn't they just, they weren't around a bunch of children. Um, the, the perpetrator was standing there, not hiding. And so why didn't they just arrest the person, you know, incapacitate and arrest? I, I'm just curious because a lot of these cases, the person ends up dead, but it's just kind of, strange. As the cops were going through the classrooms, no kids were anywhere, um, as you're seeing the footage right now. So I'm just kind of wondering how they all got upstairs or where they all went. There wasn't um, a lot of buses waiting for the kids to bring them to a, another location. So I'm wondering where the shot of all the buses are to, 
to load in 600 kids is a lot of buses and a lot of kids. So how did they get them from point A to point B where the parents could pick them up? That, that's never, nobody knows. Nobody seems to know where that footage is. Um, but everybody scattered really, really fast. So um, I also wondered, uh, the police chief said the motive was vengeance early in the morning the next day. But then later in a newscast, the police chief said they didn't know what the motive was at all. And uh, and so I thought that was kind of strange, too, because they did know the motive. They were saying the motive and it was vengeance going back to the school for vengeance. So I did think that was a little a little strange as well. So, like I said, nobody was injured, either deceased or alive, but nobody injured by a stray bullet. I did find that to be a little weird. I don't know how rare that is, but I'm sure it's very, very rare that you would have a person who is only 28 years old, um, who is not probably an aficionado in guns, but would have had to have been a pretty excellent marksman to be able to do that. It was kind of strange too. Um, he, she was loaded up with guns and the guns, um, obviously they never use all those guns, but it seemed like there were a lot of guns involved that she, he had uh, on their person, but I don't know that there was even time to use all of those. So I always wonder about that. I thought that was kind of strange too. Um, so when uh, uh, Fox 17 in Nashville came out with the news report only 20 minutes um, later, I thought that was kind of weird that they were already naming the people involved. And I don't even know if they had time to even go to the families to tell them. I thought the, the timing was, it was really fast. It was really fast. This footage was, was fast. Um, they went right to where uh, it seemed like the, the perpetrator was and then shot the perpetrator to death. Um, still no coroner on scene. That was strange. One, one woman said um, in a news report, which I found so weird, I think I lost my daughter today. I th well, they were putting the names out very, very quickly. And so I was, I'm, I'm not sure why she would have been so confused as to whether or not she lost her daughter. But it was a really strange statement. I thought, I think I lost my daughter today. I, normally, by the time you're interviewed and identified as the parent, you would have known they would have told you. And so that was really strange. They had um, the student on the bus with the handprint against the bus, but no other kids shown through the windows. That was a little strange, too. I thought that was a little, a little weird. Um, no other kids shown on the bus, just her. Um, and then. Um, the shooter, I'm sure you've seen by now, wearing Puma shoes, walking around the school, and then it switched to the vans. I think it was vans in the shot where they were laying down on the ground. So I thought that was the the shoe switcheroo. Um, if that happened, maybe it didn't, but it seems as though they were different shoes. That was, I thought, kind of strange too. Um, if you notice in this uh, cam shot that you're seeing right now, I'm not seeing a lot of glass break or anything. I'm not seeing anything. Anyway. It's just kind of strange, but that the glass didn't shatter behind the perpetrator. That was a little strange. Um, and um, there's just so many things about this that, that don't add up. So the body cam, like I said, was released really fast, almost too fast. And there was a manifesto and a message involved. Um, so we knew exactly why the person did what they did, which I know 
I know happens in law and order shows, but usually that doesn't happen. Usually the person is going to go do what they're going to go do without a lot of this is why I'm doing it. Conclusionary, what happens in a law and order episode. So I did find that to be to be really strange. Um, also, all the pics that are shown again are cops standing around shooting the breeze like, hey, Bob, what's for lunch? Um, Nobody in a hurry, nobody, uh, an ambulance sitting there, a motor, uh, a motorcycle, cop motorcycle sitting there um, and, and maybe two cars with two officers standing around not doing a lot. It's kind of ref- reminiscent of other things or other shootings that I've seen take place where the officers are just standing there. There's no hurry. They're not really doing anything, which I found to be kind of odd. Nobody ever seemed like they were in a hurry. The officers that walked in with the body cam we're in a hurry to get into the school, but nobody else was. And when I saw there was not one photo of a coroner ready to, you know, declare death or take out, uh, you know, the victims, I thought that was really strange too. In some other shootings, they, they said they waited till the nighttime to do it, which I thought was really kind of strange as well. But there's never any explanation for any of that. So we're just left with this happened in in uh, 15 minutes and I'm not really quite sure how they maneuvered all those 600 kids around and why. So really, I wanna talk about that when I get back. Why, why this? And I also wanna share with you some points to be made about why, um, about maybe why they're, they're doing this as, to us as a group wanting us to see these things. Be right back on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. Happy to be with you today. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytonutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and Body Extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com We live in an unpredictable world. With threats of EMP attacks, power grid blackouts, natural disasters, and even everyday emergencies, it is now more important than ever to stay connected. Once again, InfoWars is here to help with one of the best solutions in the industry. 
By going to InfoWarsPhone.com, you can have all your emergency connectivity needs covered. From satellite phones, portable data bridges, Faraday bags, and even emergency power stations, InfoWarsPhone.com has every solution to stay connected when you need it the most. Go to InfoWarsPhone.com today and get your free satellite phone to take staying connected to your family and friends into your own hands while simultaneously supporting the InfoWar. You heard that right. Get your free satellite phone today simply by going to InfoWarsPhone.com. Back here with you on the Alex Jones Show. Usually a coroner goes in to identify the dead. They do, um, they do some work on the crime scene. They, um, everything about a crime scene usually stays intact so they can go in and do an investigation. In this case, everybody was sent to the hospital within minutes of being killed, I guess. And I don't know where all the ambulances were to take them, but they all ended up, they, most of them ended up of the seven killed five were only five of them were transported to the hospital where they said they later pronounced them dead. But the news reports were out 20 minutes after that. And 20 minutes after that, they were already identifying the dead, which was really kind of a strange thing. Um, usually you'd probably want to identify, you know, get, get to the parents and, and make sure that the parents were told. Um, so I found that to be really kind of odd. So why I have all these obvious questions. No footage came out to show you the 600 kids leaving the school or being transported or, or how they got upstairs or where they were inside the building. Not one child, not one administrator was ever shown. And that's why I thought it looked very much like a drill footage. Maybe they were confusing the two. Maybe they had a drill and we're showing that as the actual footage. I don't know. But um, why would they do this? Why, why, the, why the trans? So a lot of shooters um, end up being the same MO, right? The lonely um, basement dweller male who has some mental problems, who has a feed on Facebook with pictures, usually neo-Nazi. You know, they usually like, like to categorize these guys. And then it, they're usually always in their 20s. They don't know very much about guns or um, they haven't really had much life experience to shoot guns, but then they become an aficionado in these kinds of situations. Um, and, and excellent marksmen are able to do what they uh, carry, want, to, want to carry out, which I always find kind of strange, but they're always in that same age group. And now it was this transgender person. And it's not like we haven't had that happen before. But I did find it kind of strange. I thought, is this a way to get everybody to um, kind of focus on, oh, it must be real. This person's a little different than the regular than the regular kind of shooter. So this is this this event needs to be um, obviously taken very seriously uh, for trans vengeance. They're having trans vengeance week or day or whatever it is in um, Tennessee. So I thought that was kind of strange. And, you know, I wonder sometimes if all of this is to move us again to the right. You know, we were always shifted. So in after Bush and after the Patriot Act and we got, you know, that was already written long before and we got all, we got a, a, a war that in a place that shouldn't have been and the weapons of mass destruction, all of those those lies. And then they moved us into Obama as a moderate answer. And Obama at the time was was telling everyone, yes, I'm going to go after the NSA and I'm going to do all these things, which, of course, all he did was strengthen them. Um, total lies from the beginning, but a lot of people bought into it, even on the Republican side. They were okay if Obama got in. They kind of shifted everybody towards the left. Then um, I think now they're shifting everybody back towards the right. 
whether that's to build a, a giant war budget, they, we seem to, on, on the right, I've been a registered Republican my whole life. It seems like we always um, go for, turn a blind eye to the incredible war budgets. And then also we turn a blind eye to kind of the, oh, the NSA, all of those things, everything for our safety. We really don't say much about it. And so do they need four years of that? Do they need eight years of that? Who knows? But it seems to be a big shift to the right. It's kind of like why they they showed the Biden footage of him talking about ice cream and joking around and for a solid 10 minutes before he ever says, and maybe now I should talk about the shooting. Um, and they wanted you to see that. Otherwise, they would have hidden it. They wanted him. He's very, very scripted. They wanted him to look like a moron. They wanted you to see how inept he is and how incredibly um, just in, in how he says things and puts his foot in his mouth every 24 seconds. I mean, this is something they want you to see. So that only leads me to believe that they really want you to or want people in general, because only about, I would say, less than half the country would be Democrat, right? Registered Democrat. And he only got 6% of the vote in 2016. So that leads me to believe that probably even less than that, maybe three or 4% even condone him as a president or think he's even doing a good job. You've got, you've got three to 4% Democrat in this country that's brain dead, that would think he was doing a great job, okay? So in that case, they keep telling us all that his numbers are high, yet the numbers are very low. But they want you to see this. They wanted you to know he had documents in his garage. They would have just hidden it like they do everything else. They want you to see that he's incredibly inept and horrifying because his own party thinks he's this way too. And that shifts everybody to the right again. And so I wanted to put that out there because I think there's a couple of things going on with that, but I did find that to be really interesting. The things that I, I'm always looking for when we see something that the media takes a hold of and brings forth the gun control message right away, and I mean out of the gate, these are some of the things I look for in these, in these shootings because oftentimes these are the things that don't make sense. The media can't get the facts straight. They can't detail the exact weapon that's going on right now. They don't even know what hardly to call it except for assault weapon. They don't even know what that is or automatic weapon. Um, and so you've got you've got the confusion. Then you have an assailant that's a loner between the ages of 18 to 29, which in this case, yes, that's it. Story uh, doesn't add up. The numbers change dramatically. Um, the assailant has uh, skills to do a massacre without any training um, or any known training or ends up dead or sent to a mental hospital, either one or the other. And you never hear from them again when they're sent to a mental hospital, but the assailant ends up dead. The media will talk about it 24-7. In this case, that's exactly what's happening. There's been other shootings and that hasn't done anything. And no one will ever say that the gun violence rate is lower than 1% in this country. That is a really low percentage. And why? Because over 90% of our country is armed, right? Uh, legally armed. And so you're not going to have a high gun crime rate. It still isn't high. But get them to admit that, they never will. They never will. They'll tell you that guns are killing everybody in the country when they're not. It's well under 1%. And I mean, well under 1%. They have between 13,000 and 15,000 deaths a year. That is not a lot in a country with as many millions as we have, 333 million people. So gun control will be the center of every interview and every statement that's happening right now. 
It happens in a place that most figure is safe. This is a church school. How could you get any safer than this, right? Um, with no motive that can translate to a specific place. And the assailant will post in social media so that you know the motive. In this case, there was a manifesto and also a message sent right before the perpetrator goes in, um, which I always find kind of convenient and really strange. Bad guys don't usually do that. They do it in movies. They do it in scripted movies, but they don't usually tell you why they're doing what they're doing. Um, the government wants to usually destroy the evidence or the buildings that it happened in uh, right after the, the event and then m missing police tapes. And so you don't have all the tapes of the kids. Where are all the kids? Only 12 kids were shown holding hands, going to a bus. That's it, 12 kids. What, where's the rest of the 600 children? Um, you know, how did they flee? Wouldn't that be good information for other schools to know how they did that? Why aren't they releasing any of that? Do they not have it? The news will tell you a story, but no evidence of that story. Um, and of course, missing ambulances, gurneys and coroners, no coroners on site. And the government will be quick to do a payout, all coordinated millions to go to GoFundMe accounts. And then, of course, major confusion about the timeline. Um, still right now, they're saying that they don't know the path that the perpetrator took in the school, but the whole school is cameraed. So I'm not quite sure how they don't know that. So I wish they'd come forward with that. And victims are usually newer to the area and families express words. Um, uh, but like that, like that one comment, I think I lost my daughter today. It was a really strange comment. Nobody says it like that. Well, why would you say something like that as a mother? You either know or you didn't. The news was coming out 20 minutes after they were at the hospital. So, of course, you would know. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, we've got the, the cop with the body cam. For some reason, all the other cops wanted to make sure that the cop with the body cam took the assailant out. I'm still wondering why that is. It doesn't make sense to me. If you're on site and somebody's a threat, then why would you not just take them out? But the guy with the body cam clearly had to be the guy to do it even though he was behind the other cops. So I thought that was kind of strange too. A lot didn't add up for me. And I have to bring these questions forward because I, I, I'm sure they can answer them, right? I'm sure these things can be answered. I'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. The Occidental Quarterly fills a unique niche in bringing together scholarly articles on a wide range of topics that are mired in political correctness elsewhere. It is edited by Professor Kevin McDonald, who's no stranger to listeners of the political cesspool. There are quite a few reasons for the precarious state of our civilization and our people. But one of the main ones is that we have lost the intellectual and moral high ground to a cultural elite that is hostile to our people and our culture. Those of us who are politically aware must understand that the elites dominating culture and the political process in the West are intellectually and morally bankrupt. TOQ is the key. Digital download subscriptions are only $30 a year. Subscriptions by first-class mail are only $60 a year. Go to toqonline.com and click on subscribe now. In addition to receiving fascinating and informative articles, you will also be supporting the work of scholars who are part of a community defending our people and our culture with the highest level of integrity and intellectual sophistication. That's toqonline.com. Subscribe now. You're listening to Resolution Radio. Radio. ResolutionRDO.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new toothpaste that my dad, a retired dentist and oral surgeon, developed. 
Dr. Jones Naturals turmeric toothpaste that just came into stock. And I gotta tell you, I got samples of this months ago and it is amazing. The way it makes your gums feel, what it does to your mouth is insane. We know turmeric is an antioxidant and anti-inflammatory and does such great things for the body. Then you add that with tea tree oil and a bunch of other essential oils, it is just dynamite. It is so good to detox and attack inflammation in your mouth. I wanna challenge everybody to try the new toothpaste at InfoWarsStore.com. Dr. Jones Naturals Turmeric Toothpaste. And while you're at it, check out the new Ashwagandha line of products. We have Ashwagandha with black pepper extract for your libido, your testosterone, in pill form. And we have the pure Ashwagandha root gummies as well, now available at InfoWarsStore.com. They're amazing products and they fund the InfoWar. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. Final segment. So happy to be with you today. And, you know, the things I'm discussing are very, very sensitive, I know, and sensitive for a lot of people. And so I, I hate to be left with so many questions. I had so many questions, so many overwhelming questions looking at strange footage that just didn't seem to add up. And I was perplexed by it and thought that I would bring those same questions to you. Maybe you can answer those questions um, because there was too many of them. And so I thought this is kind of strange that I'm left with so many puzzling questions after this shooting. Um, the news 24-7 cycle right now is all about gun control and a lot of people calling for gun control and of course going to Biden to tell him to do it. And him, him saying that Congress needs to, um, to pass more and more gun control. And I obviously love to be an armed country. So the idea of losing my second amendment bothers me um, based on, on, on a single incident. And so I know that that would bother you too, because crime with guns isn't exactly our biggest issue in this country with it well under 1% of actual crime in this country goes to guns. But they never say that in the media and they never will. Um, going back, I did a lot of research going back on incidences um, in schools, in shootings. And I thought that you might find this a little interesting. In the 1950s, they had five incidents. And when I say incidents, I don't mean shootings. I mean the fact that somebody had a gun that accidentally went off because you could bring, they even had um, target practice for one of the classes at schools across the country. They, you could bring guns to school. This was not a big deal in this country at all. And so uh, to see you know, guns in the back of a pickup or in the window of a pickup was not a big deal. In the 1950s, there were only five incidences and only a couple of them in the entire country, in the entire decade, even resulted in an incident where somebody was hurt and, and was targeted, okay? And so I thought that was kind of interesting in the 1950s. In the 1960s, you had about 10. So it went from five to 10 and over the entire decade. And it was a targeted revenge um, on a teacher and then some high school incidences that were incidences of somebody bringing something to school or, um, thought to be, it could be harmful, but, but not really. So there really wasn't much happening in those two decades. In the 1970s, they had 17 incidences and mostly save just two of them, they were targeted vengeance against somebody, another student or a teacher at the school. Um, and then in the 80s, we had tw 28 incidences. And this is like over the entire country, millions and millions and millions of people. 28 incidences, and those incidences were gang retaliation, 
or teacher against a teacher taking out a teacher for sleeping with his wife or one event um, had only one event had higher casualties in the entire 1980s. And these incidences um, were off on the school grounds with gang violence, different things like that. Not what we see now since since uh, in the last two decades. In the last two decades, this is far, far different. So in the 1990s, it went up to 48 incidences, but these were like arguments over girls off campus, mostly gang incidences, all 48, mostly gang and suicide packs, things like that. So just not your just not what you're seeing now. What you're seeing now, it's the same MO, the same type of, of, of shooter between ages 18 to 29, loner, um, has access to become a marksman somehow, some way, but never ever, nobody ever knows how that happened. They're able to carry something like that out. And so you get to see the same MO over and over again. These incidences at all the schools were, um, well, let, let me just put it this way. In the last two decades, they compounded the numbers, but the reason the numbers went higher is because, or around that same high rate, is because they would say if it was within school area. So anything like a mile away from the school would be considered an incident at the school. It doesn't make sense at all, but they would count just as many as they could possibly count things that happened at night. There was a couple of those incidences that happened in the evening where it was somebody targeting somebody who wasn't even a, a, a student at the school, not even a student at the school, somebody visiting the school, things like that. But they would say this was a school shooting. So the school shooting, I would say definition got very, very, very broad without anybody really realizing it in the last two de decades, especially this last decade, of course. This last decade, since they passed the Smith-Munt Act, um, Obama did that in 2012. That was the new law. So the Smith-Munt Act of the 40s used to say that we could propagandize to foreign countries about what was going on. Now, Smith-Munt Act, as of 2012 by Obama, was changed to say that the news could legally lie to you. The news could legally say things to you they knew were not true, propagandized to you, and they would never be held accountable for that domestically. There's something really, really wrong with that. These school shootings, like I said, these weren't shootings. They were incidences of a gun at school or somebody accidentally shot through something and they called it a school shooting in in uh, Wikipedia. They would go back and call it a school shooting when it really wasn't a shooting like we see now. Now we see somebody go in and children end up dead and staff members end up dead. And that's what we're told in the news. But that never happened before. Before those last two over just over two decades, that never happened before. Very, very strange. So I always look at these kinds of things because I'm always a little perplexed. When we saw the tapes of Uvalde, I had the same questions, actually, the same questions about the fact that, wait a second, there's no coroners, there's no kids being transported. Where's all that footage? I wasn't left with questions after Columbine because you could see the footage taking place. They had helicopters up. You could see all the students leaving. You could see them trying to escape. You understood what was happening. But in this, they show pictures of a random a random ambulance just sitting there with no action going on, telling you that this took place, but nothing actually happening on the ground. That really bothers me for some reason. There's no timeline to view, only that you, where it's just a giant mystery. 
that's really strange. And we should demand uh, more answers. Wouldn't that be helpful? I mean, if you were at a school, wouldn't that be helpful to know? I would think. I would think one would want to know the answers to those questions. Nothing seems to be shaking out. So I have to bring these there because, you know, we have to ask these questions. We have to get these answers. When it doesn't make sense, something's off, something's wrong. And so in the Uvalde situation, they had no coroners. They had no way to transport all those kids. In fact, um, on Facebook, during the actual shooting, the administration on Facebook at the particular school said everything was great. There was something going on in the neighborhood, but everything at the school was just perfect. That was 10 minutes in. So, you know, you don't see any of the action happening. You don't see any of the things going on when we have 24 seven cell phones on us. We've got all kinds of ways to document things, but we're not seeing any of those things. These things are kind of carefully chosen to show the public, which I'm always going to ask more questions. Of course, hearts go out to any victims, hearts go out to anybody involved in a situation, a random situation like this. And it's so um, unbelievably hard. At the same time, Where's all the footage? Where is everything? In Uvalde, what, the big focus went to the cops. The cops not doing anything. And all of a sudden, they had teams, government teams in there on site for some unknown reason, ready to do all the action. And the local cops were the ones villainized. In this, they passed out this, bo this body cam footage quickly. And the cops are being hailed as heroes. Remember, there's no timestamp on the bottom of that body cam footage. Why not? Where's the timestamp? Where's the running timestamp so we can see? Very strange. But I bring this to your attention because obviously they didn't want the focus, I don't think, to be on the cops. They wanted the focus to be on the victims. In this case, now it's the cops did every single thing right. They walked right in, got the perpetrator. Perpetrator was just standing there, not hiding or anything. And they gunned the perpetrator down. Okay. That seems pretty simple and, and, and just textbook. But that's my question. It's strange. It's kind of strange. And so still today, I'm still wondering about all these things, these questions that haven't been answered. No one can answer them. No one can show footage, like the kind of footage I'm asking for, the questions that I have about the kids. Where's all the pictures of the 600 kids at the school? What happened? Everybody should be asking questions. We can go back in time and see incidences. You're always going to have incidences of everything, of everything. But things changed in the last two decades. Why? How did they change? What do we have now? What do we see now? What are we told now? As opposed to those incidences. Those incidences didn't even make the news. Hardly at all. Now they do, 24-7. So, of course, we need to ask better questions. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm just, those questions are still out there ready to be answered, not answered yet, a couple days later. And I would like to see those answers actually happen. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for the hour, Alex Jones Show. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, just questions. The elite are all about transcendence and living forever and the secrets of the universe, and they want to know all this. Some are good, some are bad, some are a mix. 
but the good ones don't ever want to organize. The bad ones didn't want to organize because they lust after power. Powerful consciousnesses don't want to dominate other people. They want to empower them so they don't tend to get together until things are really late in the game. Then they come together. Evil's always defeated because good is so much stronger. And we're on this planet, and Einstein's physics showed it, Max Planck's physics showed it, all of it. There's at least 12 dimensions. And now that's why all the top scientists and billionaires are coming out saying it's a false hologram. It is artificial. The computers are scanning it and finding tension points where it's artificially projected and gravity's bleeding in to this universe. That's what they call dark matter. So we're like a thought or a dream that's a wisp in some computer program, some God's mind, whatever. They're proving it all, it's all coming out. Now, there's like this sub-transmission zone below the third dimension that's just turned over to the most horrible things is what it resonates to. And it's trying to get up into the third dimension that's just a basic level consciousness to launch into the next levels. And our species is already way up at the fifth, sixth dimension, consciously, our best people. But there's this big war trying to, like, basically destroy humanity because humanity has free will. And there's a decision to which level we want to go to. We have free will, so evil's allowed to come and contend, not just good. And the elites themselves believe they're racing using human technology to try to take our best minds and build some type of breakaway civilization where they're going to merge with machines, transcend, and break away from the failed species that is man, which is kind of like a false transmission because they're thinking what they are is ugly and bad, projecting it onto themselves instead of believing, no, it's a human test about building us up. And so Google was set up 18, 19 years ago. This was, I knew about this before it was declassified. I'm just saying I have good sources. That they wanted to build a giant artificial system. And Google believes that the first artificial intelligence will be a supercomputer based on the neuron activities of the hive mind of humanity with billions of people wired into it with the internet of things and so all of our thoughts go into it and we're actually building a computer that has real neurons in real time that's also psychically connected to us that are organic creatures so that they will have current prediction powers future prediction powers a true crystal ball but the big secret is, once you have a crystal ball and know the future, you can add stimuli beforehand and make decisions that control the future. And so then it's the end of consciousness and free will for individuals, as we know, and a true 2.0 in a very bad way, hive mind consciousness with an AI jacked into everyone, knowing our hopes and dreams, delivering it to us, not in some PKD wirehead system where we plug in and give up on consciousness because of unlimited pleasure, but because we were already wired in and absorbed before we knew it by giving over our consciousness to the system our daily decisions that it was able to manipulate and control into a larger system there's now a human counter-strike taking place to shut this off before it gets fully into place and to block these systems and to try to have an actual debate about where humanity goes and cut off the pedophiles and psychic vampires that are control of this AI system before humanity is destroyed. Right. But this is an interdimensional force that wants to influence us to build something that absorbs us and kills us rather than the divine uh, free will we're given to build something much better that empowers the, the species. Get your big brain on with Brain Force Plus or Brain Force Ultra. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Support the InfoWar.
You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 ResolutionRDO.com.